The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. How about the Ducks? Yes, I had them picked to finish third in the Pacific Division, and we're a long, long ways away from the end of the regular season, Moose. Do you think, because they're so young, that the Anaheim Ducks are a wet paper box, that the bottom's going to fall out? They might be. It might be a situation of they're too young to know better. The veterans that they have, like Ryan Getzlaff, is that enough to get that group and battle through it? This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is happy uh, Tuesday, Canada, and welcome to the RP Show. We're live, and it's hour one. Are we announcing the new sponsor for hour two yet, do wanna, or do you want to wait till hour two, Moose? Uh, let's wait till hour two. Sure, why not? Because they're sponsoring hour two. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, listen, before we go any further, this show has turned very quickly turned into a dog's breakfast, okay? I welcome everybody watching on Game Plus Television, uh, YouTube Live, and those listening around the world at rodpeterson.com slash listen live. We were supposed to have Ozzy Weisblatt of the Prince Albert Raiders, the San Jose Sharks first rounder. I- I'm pointing to the bobblehead of Ozzy on our desk here, but he has sent his regards. He can't come on because the Raiders have changed up their travel plans and they're getting on the bus and they're hitting the road and there's a storm all over Western Canada and it's causing a lot of problems. So Ozzy Weisblatt's not going to be with us. Joey Kenward will from Sportsnet 650 Radio in Vancouver and I'll tell you why in a second that we went to Joey. And Matthew Barnaby is going to be with us in hour two. Our good friend Barney because I said to Clark, we haven't heard from Barney in a long time we got to get the famed NHL super pest on the air to talk about what's going down in the National Hockey League of late. And here's the thing. Can I say this is breaking news? This is a sports show, but it's also Canada's daytime sports talk show. Environment Canada has lifted wind and rain warnings across southern BC, and BC hydro crews are making good progress restoring power in some areas. Do you realize the significance of this? This is huge. But nearly 20,000 customers from Vancouver Island to the Kootenai region are still without electricity, and crews have not yet been assigned to several hard-hit areas, including Chilliwack and Hope. Floodwaters are still rising in some areas, including Abbotsford, where an evacuation order was issued this morning for people living on the Sumas Prairie to the Chilliwack boundary. Mayor Harry Braun says the situation is very serious and that he's never seen anything like it in the 68 years he's lived in Abbotsford. All 7,000 residents of Merritt were ordered out yesterday after rising water flooded the town's water treatment plant. So... 
prayers up to our friends in BC, all across BC, the lower mainland and the interior. Sometimes now I feel like an idiot even wanting to talk sports, even though that's our job, because it just seems to pale in comparison. And you know a little bit about this. You said that sports probably being canceled all over the region. Yeah, I know. I think it was the, I want to say, um, Kelowna Rockets were coming home from Spokane. And I, I believe it was Kelowna. And hearing that maybe they were on the bus for 15, 16, 17 hours, stranded at Hope, trying to get through. You know, um, the water level's rising. It's catastrophic. It'll take a long time to undo the damage. Uh, as you mentioned, 68 years, they hadn't seen anything like this. I don't know how long it's been. They get, we know the coast gets rain, but this is something extraordinary. Yeah, so we're thinking about you, BC. Thanks for tuning in this morning. And if there's any news updates that we can pass along, that's what we will do. So that's our guest. That's what where, where our mind is today. And can you hit, please, Director Jordan, the uh, Quick Six show horn? And I see that we got a lot of messages coming in on the text line. We'll get to those in a moment. Uh, I do have thoughts on all Canadian sports that I want to spend a lot of time on here in the warm-up. But the number one point is Monday night football. Jimmy Garoppolo threw t- two touchdown passes to lead the San Francisco 49ers over the Los Angeles Rams. 31-10 for their first home win in more than a year. The Niners had lost four or five games and were in danger of falling out of the playoff race altogether before putting together a complete for- performance against the Rams. It felt like this one was over early. And Ray in the six is written in, and I'll get to his text. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Monday Night Football because it is Canada's daytime sports talk show. But at some point, maybe later today, Moose, we will have a discussion about Matthew Stafford because the quarterback of the Rams looked dreadful last night, and he looked dreadful against the Titans. I was in your living room watching the game, and I'm like, he looks terrible. And you're like, well, he's playing the best defense in the NFL. Last night, he was not. That's right. And he still looked like junk. So maybe we need to have a talk about Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions and where the Rams are going with this guy. Moving on. I was watching Monday Night Football last night, and then I got a message from a friend in Florida that said, you got to flip over to the Lightning game. It's fight night, Islanders and uh, Lightning. So I did. And it was. So Andre Vasilevsky made 25 saves. Anthony Sorelli had a tie-breaking goal and a fight. And Tampa Bay beat the Islanders 4-1. The defending Stanley Cup champions are now 6-0-2 over their last eight games. John Cooper has piloted them through the turbulence, and you can now move about the cabin safely. And I was watching, again, I was watching the broadcast, going back and forth with my buddy Joe Lazito, the big Islanders fan, and I said, this broadcast is highly entertaining. I don't know who these guys are, but they're funny. For instance, Corey Perry's running around cheap-shotting guys, as usual, with Tampa Bay. and But he wasn't going to fight. Faked like he was going to fight, then he didn't fight. And I think the announcer for the Islanders, you guys help me. I think his name's Brendan Burke or Brent. Yeah, Brendan Burke. Clark says, and Butch Goring's doing color. So they're like, oh, Corey Perry's in his 17th year. He doesn't need to fight. And one of them said that. And the other guy goes, yeah, I'll tell Chara that. Because <laughs> Chara's out there fighting. I'm like, this, this is entertaining. It's so rare nowadays that when it's entertaining, it stands out. And then I, with the last five minutes, the Islanders weren't pressing. And initially, I'm like, why do these teams hate each other? Oh, wait. What forms rivalries? Playoff wars. That's right. And Game 7, Eastern Conference Final, or whatever they called it last year. But in the last five minutes, it was 4-1 Tampa. Islanders weren't pushing. And the broadcasters were like, 
this is turning into a 4-1 game. Like, it's over. I'm like, okay, good. I can go back to Monday Night Football. That's my Islanders-Tampa story, the end. Yeah, no, and that, that's pretty good. When we don't see the fights that often, and not that we want to see it go back to fight night every night, because then that just becomes the state of the game. This is like, I got to tune into this. And then people start talking about it and texting their friends, you got to tune into this game. Then the next right. time they play... You're going to tune in. Won't be any fighting that game, but you got to tune in because you never know what's going to happen. Entertainment, baby. Got to sell. And that's why I just simple tip. Bing. They're fighting in uh, Tampa. Okay. Click. Oh, they are. This is great. Yeah. Moving on. The uh, Canadian Football League and the Hamilton Grey Cup Committee announcing all kinds of festivities and fun stuff going on in Hamilton. So it's not going to be just a game which is what I was led to believe, that they were canceling all of Grey Cup festivities, but that's not the case. Um, go to cfl.ca, and uh, you can read there, the Ticats website, what they got going on. Sounds like there's going to be... It's going to be worthwhile for you to go to Grey Cup if you're not living in Hamilton or Toronto region. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, but I was more interested in this. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers sending out a news release today. Shout out DC Darren Cameron, the outstanding Bomber PR guy. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are bringing the holidays to IG Field for the December 5th Western Division Final. I just got like a jingling in my ears sound. We don't have that, but that's what I heard. In addition to the usual fall tailgate area additions of fire pits and warming huts, fans will also be able to enjoy rum and eggnog or caribou while partaking in traditional Voyager games led by members of the Festival du Voyager team. Can you imagine if they were playing the elk in that game? If they actually were. We're eating you before the game, okay? We're barbecuing you before kickoff. For those with a sweet tooth, the first 500 fans will be able to enjoy maple syrup taffy in the tailgate area. The first 20,000 fans through the gates will also receive rally towels. Buzz and Boomer are bringing Santa to the West Division final and his unofficial elves. They'll be giving out gifts to some lucky children at the game until Santa's bag is empty. Fans can stop by gate two to take photos with Santa. So there you go. The Bombers will face the winner of the Western semifinal, which will be played uh, Sunday, November 28th. How about that? That's cool. How about that? Bob's your uncle. That's cool. You know, makes me want to go. Doesn't it? It makes me want to go. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you're welcome. Free of charge. Well done. And speaking of all of that, the Canadiana and that. So I'm driving in here today. And as always, I'm listening to Sirius XM NHL Channel 91. And it's Scott Laughlin and Mike Johnston. And can I say I've got a crush on Mike Johnston? (laughs) Can I say that? Sure. I never met him. I just think he's great. And I love how much he works. <laughs> he's yeah. on TSN all hours, morning, night. Then he's on satellite radio during the day. And uh, I mean, I've known Scott Laughlin for a long, long time. Never met Mike Johnson. So I'm listening. And somehow or another, it comes up that Mike Johnson's dad's from Moose Jaw. I don't even know how it came up. So I immediately sent Scott a note. And I said, listen, you got to ask Mike Johnson, who is his dad and why did he leave the jaw? They came out of a commercial break. I'm driving down Ross Avenue, okay? Yep. Well, I got a message here from my buddy Rod Peterson. He has a great show out there in Western Canada. He wants to know, Mike, who is your dad? And why did he leave the jaw? He goes, you guys are all so tight-knit out there. 
Well, Mike Johnson went on this whole thing about, well, my dad's name's Ron, and he worked for Robin Hood. Do you know what that is? The flower company. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, yeah, and my dad was a great ball player, and he told me stories about playing ball in Moose Jaw and playing hockey in Moose Jaw, but he got transferred out of there, and he went to Calgary, then he came down east, and, but he was so proud of being from Saskatchewan. That's the way Mike said it. So right. clearly, you've spent nearly zero time here, MJ, but that's fine. By the way, it's 11-11. Just putting that out there. The opportunity portal is opening. Are you going to take advantage of it? Anyways, and he goes, wow. He goes, I love going to Moose Jaw as a kid because they had the rink, the crush can. And you come down the valley and you see the crush can. It's like you stepped in a pop can. That's why they call it that. But now they have a beautiful arena, mosaic place. He goes, and that, he goes, that town is just Canadiana, Moose Jaw. And Scott like, is like lawfully. He's like, that's the most Canadian city name ever. Ever. Yes. Actually, I know how they got on it because they had Todd McClellan on just before that. And then if you're from Melville, you say it a special way. Melville. Melville. Yeah, Melville. <laughs> like I'm Melville. not that far from Melville, okay? I grew up There's close to Melville. There's a special way to say it. Not Melville. Scott's like, you're from Melville. Todd, what's that like? And the coach of the LA Kings. This is just this morning, folks. He's like, well, when you grow up in Melville, how do you say it? Melville. I mean, Melville. Yeah, it's not like everybody else in the rest of the world pronounces no. it no it's melville and it's just like calgary <laughs> not calgary it's calgary and right. it's melville your own way of saying yeah, it's it it's melville bingo. so bingo and then todd who i'm like i'm listening i turn the radio and i'm like i know this voice but who, who is this you know what i mean i yeah interviewed this guy but i don't know who it is it was todd mcclellan from melville and he's and they they got going about terry Poole, the houston astros all-star outfielder and todd's like well it's not because you think there'd be a lot more hockey players from here, but there's Terry Poole, and they said Sid Abel, Tim Shevelday. He's naming all these guys. And then somehow or another, it came around to Moose Jaw. So, Unbelievable. Ah, that's my Moose Jaw, my Johnston story. The end. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Raptors 118-113 Monday night, spoiling an excellent night from OG Ananobi. He had 29 points, including three points, six three-pointers in the loss. The game was the first of a six-game roadie for Toronto. They head to Utah to play the Jazz on Thursday. These points are all out of order, but that's okay. Former Calgary Flames captain Jerome McGinley became the fourth black player enshrined in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He joins Grant Fuhrer, Canadian women's national team player Angela James, and trailblazer Willie O'Ree, who went in as a builder. Iggy headlined the five players and one executive enshrined last night, a year later than originally intended due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And this is the one thing I learned from being in football for so long in the Canadian Football League. I don't see color. I don't. Black, red, yellow, whatever. I don't see it. And I learned it with Roy Shivers and Danny Barrett where we always, you know, pointed out with the Rough Riders of the first ever black GM and coach tandem in pro football history. And I'm like, why, we, why do you need to point that out? Because it's important to us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now that was 20 years ago. Here we are 20 years later, and, and I get it. I totally get it. It's important to point out what Iggy's done because the race has been oppressed forever. So I think it's important to point that out. Yeah. But we do have a poll question today related somewhat to that, and it's to the Hockey Hall of Fame for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. And it is, who is not in the Hockey Hall of Fame of these guys but should be? And your options are Wendell Clark, Theo Fleury, John Van Beesbrook, or other. And at press time on Twitter, last I saw, 
It was Theo. What are they saying on YouTube, Clark? Do you have a sample size on YouTube? Not, not, not enough? Okay. So if you're watching it on YouTube, would you mind casting a ballot? Of, uh, for me, it's Theo, Theo, Theo yeah. all day. And I love me some Wendell. I love me some Beezer. He was my favorite goalie for like six months growing up in the 80s. Yeah. Because uh, so too were Kelly Rudy and Granfear and a lot of other guys. But I love me some Beezer. And as a matter of fact, I wore the same helmet and mask combo because of Beezer. SK2000 and the V. You're not old enough. But um, do you have a thought on those guys or anybody else? Wendell. Wendell. That's who you'd vote yeah, for? Yeah, Wendell would be my pick in the poll. They're all worthy. So it's a case of, you know, when for these guys. But some of them now it's becoming if, right? You hope that they find a way in there. But uh, for me, it would be Wendell. They'd have my vote. There's no wrong answer to that, I don't think, to be honest. No, we got three good ones. Theo has the early lead, they tell me. Uh, and, and, well, he should. We're going to pause. Uh, I like this. Jamie Anstey writes in from Halifax. He is our Halifax correspondent, Jamie Anstey. And he's also the equipment manager of the Cole Harbor Colts junior hockey program. He says, coast to coast, the RP show is shown all over on the Game Plus TV network, watching from Halifax, Nova Scotia. So we could sit here and talk about the NFL all day if we want, but I just felt, maybe because it's so bloody crappy outside, I feel very Canadian today. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very Canadian-type winter out there today. Um, People are talking about taco time. Boy, do I have something for you from Taco Time. Shane Ashby writes it on Twitter and says, Sergey Gonchar, I can't dispute that. That's a good one. There's a lot of guys not in the Hall of Fame that should go in. Yeah. So we'll get to your uh, comments in a minute. Okay. Uh, this has been the warm-up, and, and I would say a damn fine one. Brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. On the way, Joey Kenward from Vancouver to talk about what's going on out there. Crazy right now. Joey Kenward. It's nuts. Crazy right now. Yeah. And an hour two, Matthew Barnaby. <laughs> You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Jumping right back into it. Um, I'm going to start Taco Time viewer takeover early. Uh, by the way, we were talking about our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, and that is which NHLer that's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame should be Theo Fleury, Wendell Clark, John Van Beesbrook, or other. John is watching in Edmonton, John Kirby, and he says Theo may not go into the Hall of Fame because of his issues. Really, John? Tell me what issues those are. I'll wait. The fact that he's in long-term recovery from addiction caused by being a child sex abuse survivor? Those issues? Is that what we're t- talking about? That's why we're going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame? Let, let me know what those issues are that, we, that are going to keep Theo out of the Hall of Fame. What do you got? No, that's... 
That's always been the thing, right? Light just went out on Darren. Clean up an aisle. Five. Oh, no. No. I think we can handle it, though. Oh, yeah. Do you want to light a candle over I, there? I feel like I'm a Here they come. Here they come. I know I can. Out of the back. You guys come fix this thing while, while we're on the air. I think it'll be very entertaining. Ray in the six is watching. Kitchener, Ontario area. He says, hi, Rod. It looks like the Rams might have hit a bit of a roadblock. They looked pretty ordinary last night against the Niners. The Niners played smash mouth football, and the Rams did not respond. Should be a good second half of football. Yeah, and he also says best wishes to our friends in BC because it is something that they're going through out there right now. Um, I said it again. They got dominated in the trenches, and that shouldn't happen. Vaughn Miller played last night, right? He got blown up. Aaron yeah. Donald was unaffected from what I saw. Right. OBJ, he looked good, right. and we know how talented he is. But right now, he just looks like the um, Bentley in the showroom. Yes. He cut the first pass of the game. And it's like, okay, here we go. He's going to have two catches all night. Right. Went deep for him right away on a really bad pass that was intercepted. He laid a nice hit. OBJ laid a really nice hit. But you're right. He was the Bentley in the showroom and wasn't used. And it became a really, really long night for the Rams. And they're in some trouble. If they can't turn right. this around. Um, I love the fact that people are watching Game Plus television all across this country and the United States, of course. That just come back on? No, it did not. <laughs> I think it... No, it didn't. Which one? Which, this one right here. Okay. <laughs> oh, not happening. Good one, Rod. Clap on. Clap, <laughs> clap off. off. The clapper. <laughs> uh, we have questions. Grant and Kelowna. Remind me of this, everybody. Grant and Kelowna wants to know what's wrong with Elias Pettersson. Why is he struggling so much? We're going to put that to Joey Kenward when he joins us a little later on uh, in the next segment, okay? Because he is with Sportsnet 650 Vancouver. Joey is a learned hockey aficionado. He would know far greater than me. I think it's, I think it's a bogged down culture thing coming back on over there. See? Ta-da! It's a, it's a clapper! Did you say you had those photos ready, Clark? I'm going to do it right now. Taco time viewer takeover. Can we do it? Do you have them ready? Uh, because I, this, this, this text is staring me in the face. Scott Stanley in, Nor- in St. Albert said, Rod, go check out the poutine Mexi fries. They don't have poutine Mexi fries. I had this taco salad yesterday. It was unbelievable. Five hot sauce things on there, wow. as you can tell. Yeah. And can you show the next one, Clark? That is the Mexi fries board. And there's nowhere does it say poutine. It says deluxe Mexi fries, which we've all had in our lifetimes. Sour cream, chives, bacon bits. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's no poutine there. And I was like, think about it. Just let's sit back and think about it. Yeah. We're going to put gravy on Mexi fries? Thanks, Clark. I don't think so. I don't think so. That, that doesn't make any sense. And as I was telling you earlier, because you were driving home from Winnipeg, I called you. I said, you're not going to believe this, Moose. Yes. The lady behind the counter at Taco Time, she was like squinting at my coat. I had a Rod Peterson show jacket on. She's like, it's you. 
You're tagging the wrong account. When you tag talk, post about taco, you're tagging the American Taco Time, at Taco Time Fresh. She goes, we have a different menu than, we have a great menu, but it's different. You have to tag Taco Time Regina. I'm like, got it. <laughs> and it, what did you say? Dialed in. Right. You're like, she's dialed in. She's paying attention. You want that from your sponsors, you know? So th- like, they're like, you got your tag in the wrong Taco Time. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's yelling at me all the time. Kenny Gill watching in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He writes in and he says, good morning, Rock. If you had to pick a great cup for new CFL fans to watch, which one would it be? Ooh, 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 ooh. Can I think about that? Yeah. Because there are there are several. What do you want? Like a cliffhanger? Like that's I don't know. That's a good one. Because there hasn't been very few bad gray cups. No. But I'll say this ESPN Classics in Canada, when I'm scrolling through the TV and it says replaying the 2007 Grey Cup, I'm like, why? 2319, I was there, I called it. Saskatchewan over Winnipeg. It was a bad game. Why are you showing this? Yeah. Uh, my first thought goes to 95. It's my favorite. 94 was very good. BC, yeah. Baltimore. But Calgary, Baltimore, because you got Doug Flutie and you yeah. got Sapunges. You got some really good names. You got Ooh. the other side with Tracy Ham and Mike Pringle. But it was Baltimore. So if you're talking about new fans, do you want to show an American team? Because it doesn't really represent the CFL today. But it was a good this game. This is not a black and white answer. No, it's not. Somebody want to tell me? Because I'll be honest with you, completely impartial, 2005 Grey Cup in BC Place, Edmonton, Montreal, went to double overtime. I was on pins and needles, and I didn't care who won. Do you know what I, When that's yes. the case, that's a pretty good indication. Danny Machocha's Edmonton Eskimos, Don Matthews, Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm going to say 05, double overtime. Now, now though... The 2017 in Ottawa, the Snow Globe, which is a hell of another story, mm-hmm. but it was Calgary, Toronto, Mark Tressman against Dave Dickinson. It was the Snow Globe thing. Shania Twain comes out with a bunch of husky dogs on a sled for the halftime show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember how that worked. They couldn't get the field brushed off. They had to bring in the National Guard to... Clean off the t- something. Just remember, they're all good. I'm sitting here going, what's the best? And 89 Grey Cup is regarded by Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans as the greatest ever. But yeah. I'm not arrogant enough to try to speak for everybody on that. Pretty darn good. And then 2013, I get asked all the time on these podcasts, I get asked by these little grasshoppers, what was the best moment in your broadcast career, and I say 2013 Grey Cup, greatest day in provincial history, where the Saskatchewan Rough Riders knocked the dog snot out of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But I wouldn't advocate some guy from Scranton, Pennsylvania watching that. He'll be bored. The game was over at the player <laughs> intros. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a tough, it's a very tough question. Oh, God, we started a holy war. I know. Brett Murray, 
on YouTube says Theron Fleury shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, period. Was he a Hall of Fame player? Questionable. But strictly based off of on-ice performance, I could be swayed. Oh, okay, well, I'll convince you. Over-appointed game guy, over a 1,000 games in the NHL, Stanley Cup champion, Olympic gold medal champion, world junior champion. You look at the definition of a Hall of Famer, it's there in Fleury. And because he's a victim of child sexual abuse, which led to, obviously, the trauma that goes along with it, addiction, and now 14 years sober, and people are upset that he doesn't like Justin Trudeau, so uh, 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 he can't go in the Hall of Fame. Come on. I won't say what league it is, but I had a guy say to me the Hall of Fame. I only I won't say which one he was referring to, but he says the Hall of Fame's got a lot of guys in there. I wouldn't let my grand wouldn't walk my grandkids across the street. So I'm not as big on Hall of Fames as I used to be. Because of this. Because of Theo. Because of guys that should be in there and aren't for stupid reasons. There I said it. Frank Limaker, watching in beautiful Airdrie, Alberta, the home of Jake Neighbors, I might add. Very good. First round, pick of, first round pick of the Blues. Called his game the other night. He says, I lament the days when the Canadian University Cups and Bowls were televised on our regular sports channels. I know, right? Although the game the other day, Montreal-Laval, I was working out uh, in Monday morning in Sportsnet was showing highlights of it. That was at the Montreal Carabin Stadium, right? It was jammed. And I'm assuming the only reason Sportsnet was showing the highlights was because they carried the game. I got to think that's why. Right. It looked like a hell of a football game. Oh, yeah. I don't know what stadium they play. Can somebody tell me, University of Montreal, where they play? It's clearly not McGill. You couldn't have picked, put another body in there with a shoehorn. Canadian University football. It's a thing. It's still alive. What game was that, Moose? Do you know? Not the UTEC Bowl because they Montreal's going to the UTEC Bowl. Yeah. The Dunsmore? You're going to the Cup? big going to the big board? I think it was the Dunsmore. Yes. That's it, right? Dunsmore Cup. Thank you. And the Yates uh, and the Hardy are this week. Doc Turner is watching in San Francisco, California. And he wants to know who you've got winning the Grey Cup. And he tags it by saying, I'm a Calgary fan. His name is Doc. And he's in San Francisco. And he wants to know who you think is going to win the Grey Cup. So Today? He wants to know today, oh yes. Oh, boy. Oh, there's a, there's a CFL game tonight, by the way. I know. We'll talk about that a little later. Do you want to you reserve? Can I have some time? Yeah. Okay. Until the full-on... Taco Time viewer takeover. That's coming up later on this hour. When we return, the great Joe Kenward for a little update on BC sports and what's going on out there and the worst weather situation and potentially ever. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to be talking some Vancouver sports, some BC weather here in a moment. But first, I can't go any further than to say, without talking about the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, who is not in the Hockey Hall of Fame of these three that should be Theron Fleury, Wendell Clark, or John Van Beesbrook? And uh, this Brett Murray is in a huge fight here on our from our YouTube viewers, and he says the Hall of Fame has to account for your complete character. We can't be rewarding the behavior, irregardless how traumatizing his childhood, which I do sympathize with. He says Theron Fleury should not be in the Hall of Fame. Brett Murray, I suggest you stop talking right now. You're going to question Theron Fleury's character? Do you know him? Have you ever even spoken with the man? I think you should stop talking and maybe leave the feed. You're attacking Theron Fleury's character. Stop. Before I get even more upset. I don't know where to start with Joey Kenward out in Vancouver, Sportsnet uh, 650. How you doing, Joey? Uh, interesting times out there on the West Coast, I see. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of days here. It's sunny, <laughs> for starters, to give you a quick weather update. That's been uh, none further from the truth the last 48 to 72 hours here on the West Coast coast um but you hope that it's uh, sunny days ahead for everybody i know the storm that we just had here in bc is uh, creeping its way across the rockies and making their way towards the prairies but i'm sure that'll turn uh, from rain to snow so uh, here's keeping fingers crossed that uh, wherever you're watching that uh, no matter what the weather conditions are you're you're safe and healthy because that's not necessarily the case for uh, a lot of people in these parts here the last day or so yeah, for sure. And we're back in a situation where sports doesn't really matter, right? Evacuation notices in Abbotsford. 20,000 customers from Vancouver Island to Kootenays without power. And it has thrown sports into disarray. But do you, you know, do you any, do you, we must know people affected, Joey. You've been out there a long time. Yeah. Uh, to put this in perspective, um, think of it this way. If you want to get into Vancouver right now, and if you're outside of the lower mainland, the only way to get here is either by water or air. Every major roadway into the lower mainland of BC is closed at some junction, coming from the north, coming from the east. Uh, Even some of the roadways below the border have been flooded out. Uh, That's bad news when you're talking about shipping goods uh, on highways. Uh, I have no idea if that means rail traffic has also been affected. If you've had washouts on the highways, there's a good chance they could have occurred as well on the CN rail lines. Uh, We've had a lot of people in different parts of the province that have been stranded by mudslides on either side of them. It gotten so bad that uh, Search and Rescue and and Canada's top rescue agency, uh, which very rarely gets deployed in this fashion, had to bring in helicopters onto the highways to take people out of their vehicles to get them to safe area. Their vehicles are still on the highway as we speak. Um, We're here in British Columbia, specifically in the lower mainland, we're used to rain. This isn't rain. This is bad news storms that we haven't seen in in my lifetime. Uh, And talking to people a whole lot older than me, it's been a long time that maybe they haven't even seen torrential downpour. How that affects sports you know, it's interesting, the major roadways that get from the lower mainland up to the interior, and we're talking hockey, either for Western Hockey League teams like in Kelowna or Kamloops or Prince George, 
or the BC Hockey League teams uh, that are playing throughout the interior, the Okanagan and the north. You can't get there. And if you're up there having to get back home, you're stranded. Uh, I was reading something online that the Coquitlam Express, who play in the BCHL, they're stuck in Kamloops. They can't get home. If they're going to get home and they need to get home, they're going to have to go a long route to go across the border to get back in to the lower mainland. And I don't even know if that's an option because the kids and the staff probably don't have their passports on them. It's uh, It's been a real tough couple of days here, uh, inside and outside of sports for British Columbians. And uh, you can only keep your fingers crossed that uh, the worst is behind us. Here's hoping for sure. Prayers up to them and they can restore power and people uh, can be safe. And then it doesn't help that the Vancouver Canucks are off to, I don't know if this is the worst start in franchise history because they've had a lot of bad starts, but they're the second worst team to only Seattle in the Pacific Division. What's the word there? I thought you were going to bring me on to talk about Canada's soccer matchup with Mexico. But we'll do that in a bit. We'll do that in a bit. Um, Because that's a biggie, Rod. That's huge. Uh, But yeah, the Vancouver Canucks have had a tough, tough start to their year. And that's an understatement. Uh, A team that on paper should be and I think is better than their record where they are in the Pacific Division standings. They had a road trip to forget. Uh, after starting, you know, a season-long six-game road trip, not bad, playing some good hockey, came home for seven straight at home and were not great. Now, all of the losses they had at Rogers Arena in that recent homestand, each of them was by one goal. Uh, so the score lines might not be indicative of the way the team was playing. They had a chance to kind of find their game, I think, a little bit when they went on on the road against three teams that have been playing some good hockey. Colorado, Vegas, two teams I think hockey fans would agree are Stanley Cup contenders, and Anaheim, which has been on a heater since they haven't played this hot in the regular season for a winning streak since Timu Solani was there. Well, the Canucks conceded 19 goals against in those three games. Now, that doesn't mean in each and every game those scorelines are indicative of, of the way the games were tipped to tail, but the optics aren't good for a team that was expected to be contending for a playoff spot in the Western Conference. Uh, It'll be really interesting to see how they respond with the upcoming homestand they've got. They've had a few days off, which I think probably is a good thing uh, since their their loss uh, this past weekend in in Anaheim. And uh, they're back in action tomorrow here in Vancouver against Colorado. Uh, There's a lot of eyes, very interested eyes, on, on what this team is going to do in the way of a response. And if they can't, then a lot of eyes are on this team as to what moves may or may not be made as the team trudges towards the 20-game the mark. Sure. And uh, it's Grant in Kelowna wrote in. He's watching on Game Plus Television. He wants to know what is with Elias Patterson. And I haven't watched enough Vancouver games to say other than I do see them on opening night in Edmonton, and I'm like, they're just not that good. I'm sorry, they're just not that. He is, but maybe he's being pulled down by the collective weight of what's around him. What's your take on Elias Patterson? Uh, there's no denying he struggled out of the gate here. Now, keep in mind, this is a player that uh, has been Vancouver's best score the last couple of years. But last season, he missed more than half of the season with injury and was uh, recovering in the offseason, was declared 100% healthy to start this year, but has had a very slow start. He's had just three goals through 16 games. To me, what's more alarming is the fact that he's not shooting the puck enough. You talk about a guy that signed a big money contract heading into the season that you consider, well, you know, 
by average dollars. He's the highest paid forward on this team. You compare that to every other highest paid forward on each team in the league, regardless of what their AAV or actual salary is, you're expecting those forwards to shoot the puck a lot and to score a lot. Elias Pettersson's shooting percentage right now through 16 games is 6.8%. That's not very good. And this is a player that's consistently been hovering around season by season, 18 to 20% shooting percentage success rate. He's got to get going. Those around him need to get going. And like it is with so many other teams in the league, if your top guns aren't being able to find the back of the net in this competitive league, it's going to be tough to get results in the win column. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on him, uh, but I'm sure he knows it. He knows he's got to be better. Uh, but the longer this goes, the bigger the microscope lens is on a guy like Pedersen for trying to get this team back on track. Elliot Freeman reporting that Francesco Aquilini, Canucks owner and GM Jim Benning, will meet this afternoon. Neither individual will comment. It's to talk about the team, not a change at the position. Nobody being fired yet, according to Elliot Freeman. Wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall in that room, Joey? What do you think uh, will come out of it? Uh, that shouldn't surprise anybody that when the teams have the start that they've had when they're coming off the road trip that they had, that the hierarchy of a franchise would be getting together to try to figure out what the heck is going on. Uh, so uh, Elliot, I'm sure, is, is reporting fact. He usually does. Um, and I, that doesn't surprise me, though, that that ownership is, is meeting with the hockey ops uh, department of the franchise to try to figure out what, if any, changes need to be made. I, I personally think that it's all needing to come from within. They're a team that, on paper, uh, should be putting up better results, but they've stunk on the penalty kill. They have not had nearly as much success as they should have on the power play, and they've leaked far too many goals against this early on in the season. And that's not hanging it on starting goalie Thatcher Demko, who arguably has been their best player, and it's not hanging it on their, their top two defensemen, who have been, I think, pretty steady. Uh, especially five-on-five five in Quinn Hughes and Oliver ekman Larson, But collectively inside that locker room, they've got to find a way to figure it out because if they don't, that mountain to climb just to get into the playoffs as we uh, head towards December, that's going to be a taller, taller mountain to climb. Brady Leovold is watching in Muskoka, Ontario, and he says, lots has changed in Swift Current since you left, Joey. I don't know specifically what he's talking about, but I'm just passing that along, Joey. Been a long time since I started my play-by-play -play career at that uh, Civic Arena in Swift Current back in the year 2000. We've come a long way, Roddy. Say what? I said you and I have come a long way. Like, we're going back. That's aging not only me, who just became a dad less than three weeks ago. That's why I'm talking to you from the baby's room here, by the way. Um, I didn't want to yeah, say ring it. The, ring the I bell. didn't want to say the, it. I thought I saw a crib in the back of the room and like a Fisher Price. Congratulations, Joey. Unbelievable. What are we? What? What? What's the story? I uh, have a have welcomed in a baby boy into the world uh, a little earlier than expected. Uh, but Jaden Jesse Kenward is uh, going to wow. carry the, the Kenward name on here that? here on the West Coast. Congratulations. You know Thanks. The first Canucks game that he watched with me. Uh, in my arms, Canucks got a victory. So guess where he's going to be tonight? 
in, in my arms TV. watching Canada <laughs> yeah. play at Commonwealth Stadium against Mexico for that key World Cup qualifier. Oh, tell sir. me, tell me how it how the game goes because I'm going to be watching Jets and Oilers and the Panthers and Islanders. And listen, we got to go. We got to break. Your son named after Jaden Schwartz. Or whom? Uh, J-A-Y-D-E-N. So. He's his own man. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Joey. Thanks go, Canada, go. You got gotcha. you. <laughs> you got it. Love you, buddy. Joey Kenward joining us from Vancouver. Always a treat. Taco time. Viewer takeover is next. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Yeah, buddy. It's Taco Time Viewer Takeover. We only got a couple of minutes. Uh, I needed to mention that the rock star of the day yesterday, I have it written down, was Sean Reynolds of Sportsnet. There you go. Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. Sean Reynolds of Sportsnet Winnipeg yesterday. Is it going to be Joe Kenward or is it going to be Matthew Barnaby? Kaboom. It's like the clash of two rams on the mountaintop. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll put a poll up for that. Taco time, viewer takeover. Every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. For only $2 each, do you order hard or soft shell? It's hard shell all day, right? Tacos, beef or veggie? Not even a discussion to me. Not at all. I don't even know why they have veggie tacos. <laughs> Come on. Anyways, Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos. Sports update, the Toronto Maple Leafs look for their fourth consecutive win when they host Nashville tonight. Four other Canadian teams are in action. Montreal visits the Rangers. Flames in Philly and the Jets home to Edmonton. That's probably the featured game. We'll see what Moose says for his. But I'm also going to be watching Islanders Florida. Last minute, last minute of play in the first hour. Two of the NBA's top teams go head-to-head when the Golden State Warriors visit Brooklyn tonight. The Warriors boast the best record in the NBA at 11-2. The Nets, coached by Canada's Steve Nash, are second in the Eastern Conference at 10-4. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand-new line of games for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Not a lot of time here in Taco Time Viewer Takeover, so we'll carry it over into Hour 2, talking about Theo Fleury, why he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. This viewer, Brett Murray, was all over Theo. We canceled him. We canceled Brett Murray today. Theo is free to say whatever he wants, and just because you don't agree with it doesn't give you the right to cancel Theo. Hockey Hall of Fame or otherwise. Hour two coming up with Matthew Barnaby and Moose after this on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.